Hello and welcome to my B2B podcast. I'm your host, Troy Hooper, and I own and operate a farmer's insurance agency here in Caldwell, Idaho. I created this podcast to spotlight business owners and leaders to share their story and tell us about their business, the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how of it all. And if you're listening and are a business leader, my hope is that you will gain some great nuggets of knowledge from our guest that will help grow your business to the next level. And so with that, let's get into the interview. Hello, everybody. This is B2B Growth. It's your business with Troy Hooper. And today on the program, I have got the one and only Joe Mickish from Dewark University. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Doing fantastic as well. You know, the reason why we do this B2B growth is just to kind of highlight businesses in the Treasure Valley and what people are doing, but it's really a lot about their story. So I want to start off with who is Joe Mickish? How did you get to Idaho or did you grow up here? Tell us all about you. No, I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't grow up here. Uh, um, <clears throat> I did get here in 2003. So uh, I think in the first wave of people moving here, but I'm originally from Montana. Didn't move here directly from Montana. I moved all over the country and traveled all over the world uh, working for big corporations for a few years after college and then uh, then ended up here and you know, I started working for a couple of big companies here and then started my own business. So um, yeah, it was a kind of a fun journey, but you know, I'm glad I'm here. It's great. Well, talk about the evolution of your business because that's really that's really I think key to the story here. Sure. Yeah. So, so I guess my evolution in business started in, you know, prior to 1999, but we'll just start with 1999. I ran businesses as like a teenager and as a kid, but um, as an adult, I started a, a technology business in Houston. I was working for a big company and a guy I worked with, he and I got, like a lot of people, we start with this story, right? We were working for a big company and we go, hey, I think we're going to start our own thing. And so we did. And we, we ran that until 2003 when I moved up here and I sold him my shares of the business down there. So, um, and then shortly after moving here, I, I started a similar business and it was in the technology space. So we did technology services, fixed computers, built networks. This was prior to anybody knowing what cloud computing was outside of maybe big companies like HP and Compaq. Uh, that was a term we used back in the nineties right. in those companies, but in, in, Small business, nobody knew what cloud computing. So um, we didn't want to try and sell it either because internet was more, uh, typically what people could afford was too poor to run cloud services on. So we built computer networks in offices. And so um, we did that in Houston and then we did quite well. Uh, we, we primarily got all of our business from referrals and we built a referral system that just endlessly brought us customers. And so when we moved, when I moved to Idaho and started a business, I just took that same concept of referral marketing and kind of enhanced it since I had hundred percent control of the company uh, as far as sales and marketing was concerned. I'm like, I'm going to go all in on, on referral networking. And so I uh, did that and I actually owned that company until 2020. So I did sell that company. Um, you know, I, I started multiple others that were kind of either spinoffs of that one technology company, or they were a piece of that um, where, that, where we saw some success and we saw that we could offer services that were not directly related, related to the core mission of the original company. So um, 
yeah, we've done stuff around marketing, around sales. You know, we started businesses. My wife and I started businesses around like uh, fractional sales. So we split our sales team off of that original company and started selling like almost like a time, like a, it's not a timeshare, but more like a, a piece of like a fractional CFO type of model, but fractional sales. Okay. So we, uh, we ran that business until 2020 as well. So, um, you know, in 2020, I think COVID we hit, we were like, let's sell a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so, yep. So that business was called Curtos Consulting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, it was a, we did uh, marketing and sales consulting and then fractional sales with that business. And so um, we ended up selling that business around the same time we sold the, that technology company end of 2020. And so any businesses that were not related to what the core mission of what we have going on now, do work university, it, you know, what our focus is now, any businesses that were not focused on helping educate and train and enhance the sales of uh, small micro businesses and startups. I think I'm getting blurry there. There we go. Um, you know, we, uh, we ended up parting ways with those companies through selling them off and it's been, been great. So we can focus on what our mission is now, which is training and educating and teaching small business owners how to grow their business the way that we grew ours. And, um, been highly successful. I mean, we've been doing that for about seven years now. Um, now, all in for the last three. Well, talk talk about how because I know that there's a you and I have talked about this before, but there's a a Grant Cardone connection too, where you went to his university and then came back from that. Talk about that experience. Sure. Yeah. So um, you know, years ago, Bethany, you know, my wife, she. Um, she bought me Grant's books. In fact, I think, you know, yeah, seller be sold is right up here. I think yeah. 10X rule, you can kind of see it hiding in there. Um, I've got, I, I love Grant, you know, a lot of his materials are dead on with what I teach, you know, especially seller be sold, the concepts in sell and be sold and the 10X rule kind of fit the way that I teach how to do business. Uh, the the tools and techniques are in there, not in those books, but the mindset is right. So um, you know, that's really what we, we want to enhance is people's mindset and belief around the business and what works and not just, you know, have the dartboard of sales and marketing techniques where you're just constantly throwing darts at it. So uh, Grant was kind of a, a good influence, I think, on me to encourage me to move into a, a type of a business model that we were not already running, right? So we were running businesses that had to do with services, which all of our businesses were service businesses. And we did have some product stuff in there, but it was really around services and it's not around education. Well, you know, if we know what Grant does with Card on You and with his other um, products that he has out there, whether it's it's boot camps or workshops or, you know, any of these other tech tools, um, all that has to do with education. So and I don't know why I'm getting blurry. <laughs> my camera's not zooming right, but uh, probably this 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 uh, bell on my head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's distracting. But um, you know, uh, it is distracting it. So um, but I so uh, I ended up going down to GrowthCon. This is um he, when he had one in Miami years ago, and ended up meeting some great people like Ty Lopez and some other folks there. Cool. And um, you know that kind of moved me along the path of, Hey, I can go all in on the education business and it will, it doesn't have to be a side project anymore. And so, um, then 
after spending almost a year kind of getting coached by, mentored by uh, Ty Lopez and uh, some of his his team, I went back to Grant and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to look at kind of building a more formal relationship between the two of us where I can bring in what I do and my techniques for small business. And he can, I can also use the stuff he teaches around sales, specifically uh, around sales and bring that to our clients. So we do have a partnership with him, a relationship where um, I am licensed to sell and I'm certified and licensed to sell and teach all of his material. Um, That doesn't mean that's what I teach on a daily basis. Most of what I teach people is my own content. And then occasionally I'll use tools where somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I've got a, I've got a specific issue on say negotiation and I'll go, I think one of Grant's techniques are great. You know, same thing with, you know, Chris Voss, right. If you've ever read uh, never split the difference, I use a lot of his techniques and what I do. So just like everybody, you know, I've had spent a lot of time and money on mentors and, you know, uh, people like that, that in my career over since I started in 1999, first person I hired was a business coach, right? And then um, they helped me get to where I, I needed to go with that business. And when I moved up here, first thing I did was look for a mentor who had grown businesses to eight figures that could help me grow there faster, right? So I've always had mentors in my life that I pay. And, you know, at one point in time, that was Ty. Uh, another point in time that was you know, um, going to grants, masterminds, and being a part of that infrastructure. And now it's, now I'm, I'm mentoring others and still being mentored by people who are, who've done more than me, you know? So uh, it's always somebody bigger, right? And yeah. I'm not Warren Buffett, not with Bill Gates. So there's always somebody up the chain that I can, <laughs> I can find that will take the time to mentor me. And that's one of the things I advise is find mentors and, um, you know, grant, Grant Cardone, Chris Voss, you can, you, you may not be able to pay them to mentor you directly, but you can get a lot of their content through their books, through their masterminds, through their online content. Um, most of the, most of the good stuff you got to pay for, but it's worth the money. So that's, uh, that led me to creating Do Work University. And I teach my way of doing business, which is, you know, uh, marketing without spending money on ads. It's all organic. A lot around referrals and relationships and a lot of uh, how to use online tools in a way that doesn't, isn't just pushing content constantly and praying somebody reads it. Right. Well, I want to dig into Do Work University in just a bit, but I want to go back to what you're saying about mentoring. Uh, talk about how, how important is it for a business owner, a salesperson to have a mentor? Well, it's, it's critical. And, and here's, Here's the way I put it, right? So uh, when I was a kid, I'm fishing my grandpa all the time. My grandpa was in his 60s, and he'd spent his whole life mastering the art of fishing, all kinds of fishing, fly fishing, bait fishing. You know, uh, we would go to Alaska. We would fish in Montana. The guy was, all his friends, everybody said, you know, Walt's the best fisherman we know, right? He was amazing at fishing, caught fish everywhere. He taught me everything that he knew about fishing, he spent endless summers with him hours hundreds of hours thousands of hours fishing with the guy and so when i when he passed away i had what knowledge he had about fishing he passed on to me well my son who's now 18 i passed on to him all i knew about fishing and then he's taken that and gone and found mentors and other people to enhance what he knows and when we go fishing he outfishes me every time right so and on facebook how do you how does that apply to business yeah, it's a, it's the same concept, right? You, when I started in business in 
in Idaho in 2004, I went and found a mentor who had grown multiple businesses to $10 million plus in revenue. And so, you know, he spent 20, 30 years getting point. And he passed all that knowledge and understanding of how to run business onto me over several years of me, uh, met, him mentoring me and him coaching me. And it, it, it sped up my timeline, right? So instead of me spending 20 or 30 years, I could do it in five to 10. So, and then I've spent, I've owned businesses since 1999. You know, this is almost 2023 here. And so uh, we're just going to call it, you know, 23 years of me running businesses. I've had all these mentors who've grown businesses to eight, nine, 10 figures grant, you know, I think he's worth estimated five to $8 billion. You know, uh, these people can tell me, I mean, Grant's in his sixties. He didn't get to where I am now until he was in his fifties, right? So how do I get to the point where I can pass what I know on to other people? And I, I tell people all the time, hiring mentors, paying them or, you know, um, it, some of them will do it out of the good kindness of their heart, but I pay my mentors because I want their full attention. I want them to prioritize time with me. So I'm willing to pay for that prioritization. So, you know, um, I, I spend time with them. You know, uh, so many of them are not here in Idaho anymore, but because I'm looking for, for people who have grown, you know, national, international business, not just local. But when I was looking to grow my local business the first time, how do I get to my first million? How do I do that in the first year? You know, most businesses right. takes two, three, four, five years and they never hit that number, right? So how do I do that? I find somebody who's grown businesses to 10, 20, 30, 40 million and go, hey, I want to do that. I want to do that in a year. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a million dollars in five years like 10 years like you did. I want to do it in a year. Help me shrink that timeline. And that's that's what's critical for business people, sales people, same thing. Sales folks, I mean, I didn't master the art of selling, I wouldn't think, until probably 2008, 2009. And I'm still not what I would call, you know, like Kung Fu master of, uh, of uh, sales. But I, I've learned a thing or two, a, a lot of reading. I, I read a book a day and I've paid for endless sales training. Um, I've told people before how much I've spent on self-education since, you know, 2003 until now. And it's a small fortune, man. You know, it's uh, what most people would hope to make in income in a lifetime I've spent on in my brain. Right. Why did I do that? so that I can grow businesses faster, my own and other people's. So uh, sales, sales is, is one of my, my passions. You know, obviously I've got a bunch of sales books up here, you know, master the art of selling all the way over, right? You know, I'm, I'm really focused on, on growing, growing people's businesses. I do sales coaching calls with my coaching clients every single day to keep them accountable and moving forward. And they, they pay for that mentoring, right? So. Um, I guess that may be a long version of answering your question. It's critical if you want to grow your business and grow your revenue and grow your income. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're just going to flounder around trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And that, that sucks. <laughs> well, I just think that that was critical for a business owner to hear and to top it off with your success that you've had with it. So what is Do Work University? So Do Work University in its current form uh, um, small business owners on how to organically grow their business. And it's, it's two parts. One is community and the other part is the education. So some people buy from us and become a member of do work, you know, the do work nation and do work university because they want the education. Some want just the community. 
somewhat both, right? So the reason we created the community is because we teach referral marketing and how to build relationships with the right way with the right people, right? So, you know, you, you're in the uh, home and auto property and casualty insurance space, you know, um, can't, would networking with a massage therapist be good? Maybe if they need a new policy, but how many, how many deals will a potential, uh, refer, them as a potential referral partner, how much, how much value is that to you as a property casualty insurance person? Sure. Not high on the list, not high on the list, but not that massage therapists are bad, right? You know, massage therapist meets a chiropractor who meets a naturopath who meets, you know, so an esthetician. Those are great referral partners for each other, right? And so what happens is, is the massage therapist goes out in the market and networks with a bunch of people and it's a financial planner, it's a business attorney, it's a property and casualty person, it's somebody who does, who's a real estate agent. And then they go, I'm not making any money networking. This stuff doesn't work. It's yeah. not that networking doesn't work. It's that they're networking the wrong people, right? So um, the purpose of networking is not to get customers. The purpose of networking is to build referral relationships. And that concept is lost. And so one thing we do at Dewark University is we teach how to network properly. And then we give them the opportunity, our customers, the opportunity to network property, properly in a place that we control. So uh, when people walk in the door of our events, you look at the sheet and you go, uh, what power team am I in? Am I in the real estate power team like you are? Um, am I in the business services power team? Am I in health and wellness, kind of like what we talked about? Um, am I in the trades and construction? Um, and we put color, we color code all those people when they walk in. And so when they walk in, they're all wearing stickers that are all all colored based upon their power team. And so 100 people are in the room. You only need to network with 25 of them, build referral relationships to grow your business as fast as you want. What happens in most networking is not that. They go and they get, they schedule one-on-ones and coffee with all the wrong people. And then they don't grow their business and they get really frustrated. And so we teach them how to do that. And then we teach them how to take that concept and do that online, right? So where are you networking on Facebook? Generally speaking, most people have a business page on Facebook. They pay some marketing agency to just drop content on there and pray somebody sees it, right? And so same thing with Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Alignable, all those tools, people are just pushing content and it's just constantly vomiting out into the market. We're hoping that somebody picks up something, right? And it's just not working. And so they get frustrated with it and they're like, this doesn't work, but I got to keep paying because I got to have that presence. And the reality is, is a more very narrow focused effort on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, any of these tools, Instagram, whatever, um, all a narrow focus on the specific people who can refer you business is the most important. Thing. So we, we teach how to do that. And um, yeah, that's kind of our focus right now is, is helping business owners market better so that they get the customers they need to live the lifestyle that they want. So you mentioned about how um, doing networking or referral marketing with the right person is what brings results as opposed to the person who says, oh, this just doesn't work. Well, then on the other side, what, how important is consistency? Yeah, con consistency is, is, is critical, right? So there, there's this old thing, like 50% of success is just showing up. And I would say most people come into the network community, they'll come in, they'll, they'll, they'll see some success and start growing their business, and then they'll, they'll stop coming, right? Then they, their business starts to slow down, and then they'll come back. And then their business will pick up a little bit, and then they do this thing where it's like, 
business is slowing down. I go network and I get some more business and then, you know, it starts to pick up and I go stop networking so much. And they do this networking roller coaster, right? Eventually people in the networking community go, they can they come and go all the time. I'm not bothering with them anymore. Right. right. So, um, because the, clearly they don't value the relationship as much as they should. And so all that it feels transactional because they only come when they need money. So what I, what I tell people regularly is I've been networking in the Boise area since 2003. You know, I'm, when I moved here, the first thing I did was I went, I went up on table rock and I looked over the Valley, far less lights down in the Valley, but you know, it was March of 2003. And um, I it was that night and I just sat up there and I just looked out at all lights, sat in the back of my pickup truck, put a lawn chair out. And I was like, everybody in the, in the business community of note, is going to know who I am in a couple of years, right? That's my, that was my goal. My mission to myself was I'm going to do what it takes to make that happen. Right. And so how did I do that? I started showing up at everything. You know, um, I showed up at every networking event. I showed up at every ribbon cutting I could get to. Sometimes they schedule them at the same time and I can only go to one, but the really all day, every day, my mission was to, if there was a networking related activity out there, I try to be at it. And what it did was people started seeing me at more and more places. Direct. Didn't I see you earlier today or see you yesterday or the day before? I started having conversations with people and my goal was to help them serve them. So right. I'd go, Hey, what, you know, what's holding you back in your business? What things are you dealing with that I can help you with? And they're like, well, you do it stuff. So I don't, you know, back then you do it stuff. I don't need it help. But I'm like, no, but I know some people. So, you know, what do you have going on? They're like, well, I'm dealing with this tax thing right now. Well, I know a CPA can help you with that exact thing. So I'd introduce them. And then they go, they go away and the CPA would go away and they'd be happy that they got that introduction. And then I would do that 20 or 30 times a day. It seemed like, you know, I'm over there just right. everywhere I go, I'm introducing people to each other, you know, and I do it physically. You've seen me at networking events. I'll, I'll go, Hey, uh, poop. I got a, I got a real estate agent over here that you need to know and connect you up. Right. So, you know, um, why am I doing that? Because, you're in the same power team and you need to network together and build a relationship. And so I started doing that hot and heavy. And that's how uh, I, I, sh I did it. I showed up. I was consistent about it. And I've been consistent about it for almost 20 years now. Like next March will be 20 years. And so, um, and I still show up. And I've had some success in business. I don't necessarily need to network locally like I used to. I wasn't, I was doing it back then because I primarily needed new business all the time. I still need new business, by the way. So if anybody's watching this, please refer me to this. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, you know, now I've got such a big network, my value is much higher, right? And so um, when I meet with somebody, they know that almost everything they want, everything they need is in this phone, right? And so they go, hey, I need, I need an introduction to such and such person, politician, you know, a business person, somebody like that. If I don't know them directly, I know somebody who does, right? So right. Um, that's kind of why, I, why I've done it consistently showing up day in day out and um not only is the perception that i'm everywhere but the reality is that i am i am everywhere in people's minds right, right. so um and that's that's how i've done it man just keep showing up well let's let's be uh honest here the the comment that always gets said about joe is joe is everywhere and that perception right. is great to have um, the idea that somebody would learn that you, 
you know, you can't just go a couple times and then think that everyone's going to just refer you. You've got to literally be consistent at what you do. And you've seen it now because you've grown businesses. Talk about just for a second what you've seen either with other businesses or in your own, um, the employee situation. What's what's it like out there? You know, um, there are employees to be had. You know, you're just, the good ones are employed, right? So um, I very rarely in the hundreds of people that I've hired over the years ever hired anybody who was unemployed. I usually hire people who are employed, right? So they're employed by somebody else and maybe they're unhappy there or they are not getting paid what they want or they're not getting the freedom that they want or there's some reason why your company is a better fit for them. They just don't know you exist, right? So part of the problem with the way people find employees is they go on Indeed or they go on some other job board and they post up their job well, they're only finding the people who are looking for work, right? They're actively looking for work. There's plenty of people who would like to get another job, but not, you know, they, they're like, this is okay for now, right? So how do you incentivize those people to be more excited about what you're doing? It's marketing, right? You're marketing to those potential employees that you want in your business. And most of the time I can tell you, if I was going to hire a salesperson, I wouldn't hire an unemployed salesperson. Right. If I was going to hire an operations manager for a business, I wouldn't hire an unemployed operations manager who's banging on Indeed looking for a job. I wouldn't hire an unemployed anybody, right? You know, if I owned a lawn care business, I wouldn't hire a landscaper uh, that's unemployed. I would find one who's working for a competitor, is doing a great job, and I would I would find out what it is that person wants: more freedom, more money, you know, uh, more attention, more whatever, and I would see if that fits with my culture of my business. And if they're a good culture fit and they do a great job, I figure out if the money makes sense and bring them over. So um, I personally have not had a, had a problem hiring people. Um, most of my customers, they say at the beginning that their biggest problem is that they don't have enough employees or the right employees. And so uh, I usually hook them up with a business coach who can help them with that. You know, some people think I'm a business coach. I'm not a business coach. Um, I am here to help you get more customers. I'm a growth coach, right. which is completely different, right? So uh, business coaches, they want to dive into your hiring practice and your culture and your P&L and all that stuff. I don't want to do that, but um, I, I know several good ones who will. And usually within a few months, they've got the culture in line. They've got the, the business looking like a great place to work and it is a great place to work. And then hiring people is easy after that. So right. um, most people do is just, they go on Indeed, first person who walks in who says they're going to show up on time and breeze air and you know drinks water and you know uh doesn't smell too bad they hire them so um that's a mistake yeah. <laughs> that's a huge mistake well and to your point about referral marketing i mean you would hope that the people that are out in those referral networks uh, those would be the people you, you would want to talk to about hiring versus somebody who's not working and they're sitting at home filling out resumes but there has 100%. been a shift there has been a shift that probably you would agree with this that Back in the day, you and I had to market ourselves to a business, but now businesses are having to market to potential employees. Yeah, you know, um, I would say that to a certain extent, right? So back when I was working for big companies, they marketed to me, right? So they would come to come after me for to work for them, and the and the way that they would do it in my in the 
you know, more, I would say people who are kind of mid-management up, they hire, they would hire recruiting firms to come find us, right? So they would, they would chase me down through recruiters, recruiters calling me up going, hey, I know you're working at such and such company. You want to work somewhere else? Because I got these other opportunities for you, right? And so, um, but, you know, uh, I would say kind of line workers or people who are, you know, um, more technical workers, those, those folks, they, the, the good ones are all marketed to, they always have it, right? They're, they're, they put stuff in front of them that's constantly saying this is a great place to work, whether that's ads on the radio, TV, not necessarily saying, hey, come work for us, but talking about their culture and how great it is. And then right. whenever they're like, I wonder how, what it's like working at whatever Home Depot, right? So, you know, uh, should I go in there and check it out? It looks fun from the commercials. And so they're, they're marketing to the customer and marketing to the potential employee as well. It's a dual factor uh, type of thing. So, um, you know, the, the companies who don't do well in the market, they, they just put job ads out and hope that people will put in resumes and send it to them. Mm -hmm. What you get are the people out there who are just beating the street looking for a job and not, not that those people are bad. There's good people out there. I've been unemployed before, you know, uh, well, I guess technically maybe I'm still unemployed. Um, I do tell people ask me, they're like, so what's your employment status? I'm like, been happily unemployed for like 20 years. <laughs> so um, kind of as a joke, but you know, it's, the, it's kind of that, it's kind of different when you are looking for employees though. Do you want people who are actively unemployed and kind of frustrated with the job market? You right. know, um, I right. talked to a guy the other day, he was like, I can't find a job. He's been unemployed for six months. I'm like, dude, there's something wrong. I don't think there's, I don't, yeah. I don't know how you don't find a job for six months in this market. Right. So, um, you know, uh, there's plenty of people out there who are in the first category that I said that just put job ads out and they'll hire the first person who shows up um, for the interview. Not that I would ever do that as a business and I don't recommend it to the business owners. I recommend strongly that you, find the right employees for your business, probably working for somebody else, maybe a competitor and you court them and you uh, and, and entice them to come work for you. You're going to just be, you're just going to be better off as a business if you do that. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you and find out more about do work university, how do they do that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's do work university.com pretty, pretty easy to find that, you know, uh, Joe McKittish, you know, my last name is spelled M I K I. T-I-S-H. Uh, you can't miss me. You know, start typing in Joe in the LinkedIn. You'll probably find me. So, um, but LinkedIn, Facebook, any of the social platforms are easy, uh, easy place to find me. Uh, but LinkedIn primarily would be a good one. If you're, if you're a business owner and you're on LinkedIn, come check me out. You know, uh, give me a shout. I do answer messages on there. So, um, you know, you send me a, a message on Facebook Messenger, with all the spam I get on there, it's hit or miss, but uh, LinkedIn's pretty cleaned up. So uh, shoot me a note and, you know, let's schedule coffee or I'll invite you to an event that we're running so you can see what what networking done right looks like. And, uh, you know, as you know, Hoop, a lot of a lot of these uh, networking groups where you go there and you get just pitched with a sales pitch, smacked in the face for 20 minutes on a sales pitch. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. You know, come in, eat some food meet some good people and uh, go home with uh, a group of people that you can go build a relationship with. That's what I'm about. So if that sounds interesting to somebody, you know, definitely send me a note on LinkedIn. I'll invite you to the next one. Yeah, definitely true. Networking done right does produce result results. There's just no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Joe, thank you so much for coming on today with us. And just, uh, I wish you the most success. You are, as everybody says, all around the Valley. So nobody cannot miss you. <laughs> but I really appreciate you being on today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Right. So this has been B2B Growth. It's your business. And we will see you next time. <laughs>